when suddenly the back door by the judge's bench opened. At the sound of rattling chains, shades of the Middle Ages, Hardy looked up as a couple of armed bailiffs escorted three children into the courtroom. The two boys and a girl seemed to range in age from about ten to fourteen, all of them rail-thin, poorly dressed, obviously terrified. But what sent an almost electric buzz through the courtroom was the fact that they were all shackled together in handcuffs and leg chains. Joshua Bonder, whose own handcuffs had been removed for the hearing, screamed out, "'You sons of bitches!' and nearly knocked over the defense table, jumping up, trying to get to the kids. "'What have you done to my children?' Hardy had seen many murderers walk into the courtroom on their own, without any hardware. He thought he'd seen most of everything here, but this shocked him to his roots. And he wasn't alone. Both of the courtroom bailiffs had leapt to restrain Mr. Bonder, and now held him by the defense table. But Judge Lee himself was up behind the bench, his normal calm demeanor thrown to the winds at this outrage. "'What the hell is this?' he boomed at the guards. "'Uncuff those children at once!' His eyes raked the room, stopping at the prosecution table. "'Mr. Vela!' the assistant D.A. who'd drawn Joshua Bonder. What is the meaning of this? Vela, too, was on his feet, stammering. Uh, Your Honor, you yourself issued the body attachments for these children as witnesses. We were afraid they would flee. They wouldn't testify against their father. He's their only guardian. So we've been holding them in youth guidance. For how long? Vela clearly wished the floor would open up and swallow him. Two weeks, Your Honor, you must remember.' Lee listened, then went back to shouting. "'I remember the case, but I didn't order them shackled, for God's sake.' Vela, the bureaucrat, had an answer for that, too. "'That's the mandated procedure, Your Honor. When we transfer inmates from Juvenile Hall and we think there's a flight risk, we shackle them.' Judge Lee was almost stammering in his rage. But look at these people, Mr. Vela, they're children, not even teenage. The father's attorney, a woman named Gina Roke, decided to put in her two cents worth. Your Honor, am I to understand that these children have been at the YGC for two weeks? Vela mumbled something about how Ms. Roke shouldn't get on her high horse. It was standard procedure. But Roke was by now truly exercised, her voice hoarse with disgust. "'You locked up these innocent children in the company of serious juvenile offenders? Is that what you're telling me, Mr. Vela? "'They are not innocent. No? What was their crime? Reluctance to testify against their father? That's all? And for this they're shackled?' Vela tried again. The judge ordered, but Lee wasn't having any part of that. Exploding, he pointed his whole hand at the prosecutor, now booming at the top of his voice. "'I ordered the least restrictive setting that would ensure the children's return to court. Least restrictive, Mr. Vela. You know what that means?' The smallest of the three kids had started crying, and the girl had moved over, putting her arm around him. As the bailiff moved in to separate them, Gina Roke cried out, "'Don't you dare touch them!' Your Honor, a plea, which Lee accepted, let them alone.
A moment of relative quiet ensued. Into it, Gina Roke inserted a heartfelt reproach. Your Honor, this is the inevitable outcome when children are drawn into the criminal justice system. There has to be a better way. This is a travesty. At long last, it was Hardy's turn. His client, a 32-year-old recent Dallas transplant named Jason Trent, made his living laying carpet and was now in custody charged with three counts of mayhem and inflicting grievous bodily injury pursuant to a fight in the three-com stadium parking lot after a 49er game. Trent's story, and Hardy believed it, was that a trio of local boys had taken exception to his Dallas Cowboys attire and, after the Niners had been soundly thrashed, thought they would work out some of their frustrations by ganging up on the lone cowboy.